0: This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Walterscheid Powertrain Group. Power, passion, innovation. Walterscheid celebrates 100 years in 2019 as a global industry leader for highly engineered, mission-critical powertrain systems and complete in-service support for the world's leading agricultural equipment manufacturers. Visitors of Agritechnica 2019 can find Walterscheid Powertrain Group in Hall 15, Booth D16 to find out more about their 100-year history and to see the latest innovations in powertrain solutions. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. Music CH Industrial reported third quarter consolidated revenues of $6.4 billion, a year over year drop of 5%. Net sales of its agricultural segment dropped 7% versus the third quarter of 2018. The company said industry volume deceleration, coupled with an unfavorable product mix, drove sales down, primarily in North America and the rest of world regions. This was partially offset by a sustained price realization performance in excess of 2 percentage points. North American sales of farm equipment fell 7% in the third quarter and were also down in Europe by 4%. percent CNH Industrial's rest of world sales fell by 20%. The only region that saw increased sales was South America, where ag equipment sales rose by 1%. In its 2019 outlook, CNH Industrials Management said in the third quarter, industry conditions in the main agricultural markets have further deteriorated due to market uncertainties and negative farmer sentiment, particularly affected by poor yield conditions in various regions. The company also noted recent developments in US-China trade negotiations and the related potential implications for commodity prices could have a positive impact on sentiment and, accordingly, equipment purchases in the US and Canada toward the end of the year. It expects total revenues for the year to come in at 26.5 to 27 billion dollars, down from its earlier outlook that called for 27 to 27.5 billion dollars for all of 2019. Since announcing its 5-year strategic plan aimed at growing its net sales by a 5% compounded annual growth rate in early September, CNH Industrial has made three major acquisitions. These include AgDNA, a cloud-based application and web platform developed to compile agronomic data automatically from equipment operations, K-Line Ag, an Australian implement manufacturer to add tillage and residue management equipment to both Case IH and New Holland agriculture equipment lineups, and ATI Inc, a manufacturer of rubber track systems for high horsepower tractors and combines. CNH Industrial also announced that it's joining with John Deere, Klaas, and 365 FarmNet to form Data Connect. The new interface will be designed to securely exchange and view machine data between various machine brand platforms. The group says the Data Connect initiative is the first direct manufacturer independent system to enable the seamless automatic and real-time exchange of machine data regardless of equipment brand. They expect Data Connect to be rolled out by all four companies in late 2020. The group says it welcomes other equipment manufacturers and software providers to help develop the Data Connect interface. CNHI says it will also join the Universal Data Hub DKE Router, which provides farmers another avenue to exchange agronomic task information. This week's dealers on the move are AgriVision and High Plains Equipment. John Deere dealer AgriVision has announced plans to build a new dealership in Sioux City, Iowa, serving ag construction and residential customers. The dealership has 17 locations currently. Case IH dealer High Plains Equipment has acquired Ericsson Implement in Carrington, North Dakota. This adds a third location for High Plains Equipment. Now here's Jack Zemlika with the latest from the Technology Corner.
1: Thanks, Kim. Immediately following the release of its five-year plan to significantly increase its investment in autonomous ag technologies, Raven Industries acted on that strategic plan with the acquisition of two independent autonomous companies. On October 30th, the company announced the acquisition of a majority interest in DOT Technologies, a Canadian firm that has developed the DOT Power Platform and DOT Ready implements. Two days later, Raven announced that it acquired SmartAg, an autonomous systems developer based in Ames, Iowa. Both deals are cornerstones of Raven's new autonomy division, which will complement its Applied Technology division, which develops the company's precision farming technology. How the acquisitions and further commercialization of autonomous systems will evolve Raven's dealer network remains to be seen. But 42% of responding dealers to the 2019 Precision Farming Dealer Benchmark Study cited autonomous equipment as being an important part of growing revenue during the next five years. A further breakdown of the data shows that 57% of independent precision dealers anticipate autonomous equipment being an important part of their five-year plan, while 38% of farm equipment dealers have the same outlook. Rob Sake, CEO of DOT Technologies, notes that the flexibility of its platform could create some new opportunities with dealers and manufacturers. For shortline implement manufacturers, DOT is an open U shaped platform, so we're open to talk to shortliners and OEMs about how to integrate their equipment into the DOT platform. So there's lots of reasons why people need to take a look at the DOT, and we're just happy to be able to supply a path to autonomy for the agricultural sector." With Raven making a statement in the autonomous ag equipment market, it will be worth watching to see if and when other companies respond, including the major manufacturers. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Jack. After reporting a 36% drop in total sales during the second quarter of this year, things haven't gotten much better for Rocky Mountain dealership, Canada's largest farm equipment dealer. On October 30th, the Case IH and New Holland Dealership Group posted a 21% decrease in total sales during the third quarter of 2019 ended September 30th. New equipment sales fell by 42%, and used equipment sales dropped 18% during the period. Parts sales improved by 5%, and service was up 3%. The ongoing sales slump in ag equipment is impacting Canadian sales overall. According to the latest figures from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, total Canadian farm tractor sales are down nearly 4.5% year-to-date, while sales of combines are off nearly 28% for the year. On a positive note, Rocky Mountain also reported it was able to reduce total equipment inventory by nearly $56 million, or by 10%, compared to the second quarter of 2019, the second-largest equipment inventory decrease in Rocky Mountain's history. While its consolidated sales were up 5.5%, Alamo Group reported sales from its ag division fell nearly 3% in the third quarter and were down 1.2% through the first 9 months of 2019. The company said ongoing weak agricultural market conditions continue to dampen its sales in this sector, made worse by an unfavorable product mix, which saw the market for its higher-margin flexwing mowers soften more than its other agricultural products. Alamo also completed the acquisition of Moorbark, a manufacturer of equipment and aftermarket parts for forestry, tree maintenance, biomass, land management, and recycling markets. The purchase of Moorbark was the largest acquisition in Alamo's history. Echocorp reported net sales of farm machinery in the third quarter came in at $2.1 billion, a drop of nearly 5 percent compared to the third quarter of 2018. Net sales for the first nine months of 2019 were approximately $6.5 billion, a decrease of about 3.4 percent. Regionally, Echo reports that North American sales were down less than 2% while European and Middle East sales fell about 1.6%. The company saw the biggest declines in South America where sales dropped nearly 15% and in the Asia-Pacific and Africa region where sales of farm machinery sales fell nearly 16%. Echo's North American net sales increased a little less than 1% in the first nine months of 2019 compared to the same period of 2018. The company said, in North America, industry retail sales were flat in the first nine months of 2019 compared to last year, with higher sales of smaller equipment offset by lower sales of high horsepower tractors and combines. The prospect of lower yields and the uncertainty regarding the outcome of the trade negotiations are both contributing to weak demand in the large farm sector, the company said. Now here's Associate Research Editor Ben Thorpe with an update on USDA's new hemp guidelines.
2: Thanks, Kim. After much anticipation, the USDA announced last week its interim ruling on U.S. hemp production, giving growers, equipment dealers, and manufacturers a clearer picture of how they can operate in this new commodity market. As part of this announcement, USDA will begin issuing its own hemp production licenses, where before only state licenses were available. These federal licenses will give growers living in states without pending or finalized hemp programs the ability to produce hemp legally, widening the demographic of potential hemp producers. Crop insurance, disaster assistance, loans, and conservation programs were announced as well, set to begin in the 2020 growing season. USDA also announced states will no longer be able to ban the interstate travel of legally grown hemp, regardless of that state's hemp restrictions. This will increase the amount of infrastructure available to hemp growers, who can now confidently look for buyers and processors across state lines. Perhaps most importantly, USCA released guidelines for testing the THC content of hemp. One key point is that labs are allowed to use a measurement of uncertainty in their testing. This means hemp may be allowed to exceed the legally required 0.3% THC levels depending on the mathematically calculated confidence labs have in their tests' accuracy. This leniency could help lower the rate at which hemp farmers lose their crops for testing too high in THC, a major hurdle for some farmers trying to enter the market. Brian Parr, a Wisconsin-based agronomist with legacy hemp, spoke with Ag Equipment Intelligence editors on the significance of the testing guidelines and what they'll mean for the hemp industry. One of the things that they're requiring is a standard method for testing THC, and it appears that they are going to require decarboxylated THC testing for THCA and basically total THC. That is how Wisconsin is currently testing under our pilot program is total THC, but there are a lot of other states who are just Delta 9 in its original state and I think that will impact a lot of growers who have not had to experience total THC as a regulatory basis. All in all, these announcements forecast a healthier future for the hemp industry and lay a solid foundation for growth not just for producers, but also for the dealers and manufacturers that are looking to supply and equip this budding market. Back to you, Kim.
0: And now from the Implement and Tractor archives. Today, Kinsey Manufacturing is best known for its planting innovations, but at the 1974 Farm Progress show, John Kinzenbaugh debuted a 20-ton concoction that coupled two repowered John Deere tractors, painted blue, into an eight-wheeled, four-wheel drive behemoth nicknamed Big Blue. According to Kinzenbaugh's book, 50 Years of Disruptive Innovation, while leading a field demonstration with Kinsey's new 12-bottom plow, he had some fun with the crowd that had gathered, pretending to get the 600-horsepower tractor stuck in the dirt, but then put both front and back axles into gear and drove away, leaving the crowd surprised. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.